Velshi had on Robin Marty, who is West Alabama Women's Center Operations Director, and everything she said was grim. It's grim for red states and blue states alike for reasons you wouldn't expect. And she also called out blue states for paying attention to themselves right now, which she thinks is the goal of these rulings in the first place. Abortion performed in the United States. Amethapristone is one of two drugs often used to induce an abortion, a method that has been proven to be safe, effective, and popular. Joining now is Robin Marty. She's the operations director of the West Alabama Women's Center located in Tuscany, right in the heart of America's abortion desert in the South. She's the author of the important book, The New Handbook for Post-Roe America. Robin, before we get started, thank you for joining me. I want to play a piece that you did, an interview that you did with Ali, uh, Ali Belshi last summer, specifically about the abortion bill. Take a listen. If I walk in here and I see you, you're wearing a shirt that says medication abortion is extremely safe and effective. Mm -hmm. And I say, can I get some? No. I can't say anything. Um, if I were a regular person, I would say something like a person can go to aidaccess.org and obtain medication abortion without needing a prescription and have that shipped to them regardless of whether it is a legal state or an illegal state. That would be something I could say if I were a regular person. I am not a regular person, so I cannot say that to a patient. I cannot say that to anyone. Um, honestly, wearing the shirt is a risk and I do it on purpose because I know that this is one way to make a conversation happen and make people think about this, but I can't provide that information that I just provided to you. Robin, thank you so much for having, uh, for joining us again today. And I want to ask you, we basically saw two big decisions that are going to potentially impact Alabama disproportionately. One is the DeSantis ban that he signed into law and also the abortion bill that now is going to be facing in the Supreme Court. How is that going to impact your state and the South? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. And one thing that I want to make extraordinarily clear about this medication abortion fight is that it does not impact the South. Um, for the most part, it is going to not have any effect on us whatsoever because we have no abortion. It doesn't matter if it's procedure. It doesn't matter if it's misoprostol. It doesn't matter if it's mifepristone. We have nothing here. And the reality is that this bill and this medication bill ban was introduced because the right needed something to keep their people engaged. They lost too many people when Roe was overturned because too many of their followers thought that was the goal, send it back to the states. They needed to come up with something that would get them to still come to the polls. They needed to give them something to still be angry and fight for. And they needed to give them something that would help them fundraise still because otherwise everything would dry up. If this does happen, this is going to leave the country, the blue states, with yes, less access to mifepristone, but they will still have procedural abortion. They will still have misoprostol abortion, which while it is not as great as being able to have the drug regime is still extremely effective, extremely safe, and something that people will be able to access. What this has done has made all of the blue states start focusing on themselves and fighting to maintain their own status quo, and it is taking up all of the attention, resources, and especially money that could come down here and help us fight where we have nothing. Robin, following up on what you just said, I want to quote a tweet that you wrote yesterday. And it said, while blue states are worried about medication abortion restrictions, they haven't realized that a six-week ban in Florida might actually hurt them more. Can you explain this? 
Sure. I was recently talking to the Washington Post about what the impact would be for a Florida six-week ban, um, and primarily about how it would affect people in Alabama. The reality is everyone is thinking about how it will affect the states that are surrounding Florida that have used it as a place where they can get safe care. But what they're not thinking about is the fact that Florida in itself, even before Roe was reversed, was providing about 80,000 abortions a year. Those people have to go somewhere, and there is no place around for them to go. They will be heading to South Carolina, where abortion is only legal up to 14 weeks. They'll be going to North Carolina, where for now abortion is is legal till 20 weeks. But we know that that is going to be threatened because a Democrat has switched over and helped provide a Republican supermajority. We know that people are going to be going to Illinois, which our patients are already doing. So it's not just about now the people in the South can't access anything in Florida. It's where are all of these Florida patients going to go? Because we are talking almost 100,000 patients a year who are now going to have to go into these blue states and take up those resources as well. This is going to be a flood on all of the clinics that will make a domino effect that will make abortion extraordinarily difficult, even for people who thought that they were safe. So I want to follow up on that because I don't think that people realize how this impact of basically denying this access and removing FDA approval drugs that are already on the shelf, how that can have broad implications for other other potential drugs. So I want to read to you more than 200 pharmaceutical executives actually signed a letter asking for them to reconsider. And they wrote, quote, if courts can overturn drug approvals without regard for science or evidence or for the complexities required to fully vet the safety and efficacy of new drugs, any medication is at risk for the same outcomes as this abortion drug. What's the concerns that you can face that could possibly have implications for other pharmaceutical drugs? I mean, it definitely will have implications for other drugs, but honestly, going backwards, all I can think about when I read these alleged safety issues and that we need to rein in the FDA and all of these things is we were two years now out from Ivermedicine or whatever the COVID fake drug was that people were just grabbing and trying to take for for their COVID attacks. Um, people were taking horse tranquilizer pills or whatever it was that and saying, okay, this is fine. Um, we had people... We had the president saying maybe you need bleach and to drink bleach. Um, these are the people who are now saying that the FDA wrongly approved a drug that has, I believe, um, at this point been used up to 5 million times. And I think there have been less than 30 known deaths related to it. And they're not even positive if those were caused by the drug. 30 known deaths out of more than 5 million uses. And they're saying that that is unsafe. Every sort of concern, every complication that they discuss that they say can happen with using the Vipristone is the exact same complication that can happen from giving birth. You bleed too much. You could get an infection. Um, you can have placenta remain. All of these things come from giving birth as well. They are just far more likely to kill you giving birth because your health is so compromised during the point of a pregnancy. If they are really concerned about these issues, address them. Do not address the things that allow a person to not continue an unwanted pregnancy. Robin Murray, thank you so much for your analysis and insight and for the work that you do every day. Of course, anytime. Up next. Shortcast Club.